What's going on? Not much. Just still thinking about the podcast name. It, you know, okay. I ain't got too much to figure it out. So, crunch time. Yes, it is. It definitely is crunch time. I don't even know what's going on with Stereo. You might as well call it. What you? I might as well. Um, I don't know why I can't see anybody who is in here right now. It says that there are people in here, but I don't see a single person. Uh, Cause Stereo again just ain't right. Well, let me force close and open it back up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Drake seven one three. Um, Mac Duke, Mary Jolie. Okay. Well, shout that, out to them. Shout out to everybody. What's up? I think this is Drake right here. What is going People. on? I I'm just so happy. I, I always miss y'all show, but today I'm here. I am listening, and I'm also washing dishes. So I'm be sending y'all messages here and there. If y'all don't know what it is, this is Drake. Shout out to Greg. Shout out to She Gets Yo. It. We love y'all. When I say shout out to Greg, shout out to Shane. Y'all are fucking awesome. <laughs> we appreciate it, bro. We definitely appreciate it. Um, you were in for a treat of a show tonight because not only does Craig have a drink because my wife allowed me to for Valentine's Day, um, I might get some tonight. So y'all are going to get a good show. So fight. Yeah. Yeah. You know how it is when you get married. You got to start. You got pre-plan that shit. You go like, hey, uh, you got TV on? Well, I ain't got no TV on either. So how about we get this thing popping? And that's how it works. So anybody who's looking forward to getting married, just know sometimes you got to schedule that dick. Oh, man. Yeah. Let's look for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah. All right, y'all. So this show is a show that people could use. Okay. Something y'all could um get y'all questions in on. We welcome your questions. We welcome your tips. If you know some tips and if you know some myths, okay. You talking about live and podcasting, all right? Things that ain't that sound true, but they're not true, and you need to do your research, right? This is Loudmouth Stereo Show. We come here every Wednesday and night. Uh, this is the show that you're going to listen to before you get loving. Yes. The show that you before that happens, all right? Uh, we got Greg from Young Black and Bothered on here. Yo. Uh, check that podcast out when you check the podcast out download it share it leave a review okay even though he does not like apple podcast app your reviews nope. are then you have shan who is i okay so when you get in here don't stumble over the fact that i have multiple words put together it says she gets it pod okay that is one of my podcasts. my name is shan yes i have a name and uh, you can find my podcast on all platforms. Don't forget to check out the shows. Go on there, listen to an episode that you like, or all of them. I appreciate it. And leave a review, okay? Catch us on Twitter and catch us on Instagram, all right? Mm. All you kids, my belt is right near me. Don't make me come find you. Stay off of the comments, okay? You YouTubers, stay out of here because these numbers are fraudulent. I see you. 
Okay. We are in here for people who honestly want to get this information. And if you don't, and if you're coming in here to change the subject, Greg's fingers are hot. And my yes. fingers are hot. And I will push that X button. Yes. Your ass will never be on another show. And I can guarantee you that. Um, I ain't got much else to say. I really don't. I, th- I was trying to think of something witty, but I'm like, nah, I'll just really block your ass. And you'll be fine <laughs> with that. You will definitely be fine with that. But um, I-, I just want to get straight into it. Um, you know, no shooting the shit this week, but we do have podcasting news. Um, I wanted to talk about a a, a product called Pico Tips. Um, Pico Tips is something that someone told me about. And I said, you know what? I, I want to figure out what this is. So, Pico actually is a new way for podcasters to get paid. Um, So pretty much it has like micro tips. So what Pico does is it lets podcasters accept micro tips or uh, Pico tips on all of your episodes and micro payments for paywalled episodes, as well as paid extended episodes, AKA like Pico payments. Um, They put the tools pretty much in your hands and get out of your way. So whether or not you want to put these, you know, these Picos into all of your episodes um, or just some of them, you know, you can do this for free Um, and you'll get paid extended, you know, with commentary, any combinations, they let you do this. So how it works is pretty much they provide links for each of your episodes through their like Pico dashboard, which you paste into your show notes. Um, when people go to the show notes of your like podcast, they can simply click the link and they can donate to the show per episode. And they can donate anywhere from 25 cent to $2 per episode. And for your paid content, you can set a price up to five bucks. So if you have premium content, you can add a price in the premium content. Kind of like when you tip your bartender, when you tip your, you know, your host at like a restaurant or something like that. Think of it like that. Um, Pico does take a 20% commission on all Pico payments, which I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm fine with 20%. At least it's not 80. So that's how I see it. Um, Pico is pretty much a really good platform. I signed up for it. So I'm hoping, you know, to hear back from them. And I think any podcaster who is starting out and you're trying to make money from your show and you're trying to do something immediately, I would suggest that. And telling your listeners, hey, we do have Pico payments and it's a good way to start if you don't have promos and ads and things like that. Pico is a free to use platform that it's pretty good. Um, you can email them at admin uh, at picopay.app or you can just go to pico.com and they will give you all the information from there. That is the first piece of news. Oh, what did you say? P-I-C-O. Yes, P-I-C-O. So you can sign up for early access, you know, upload everything. It's actually, I'm sorry, picopay.app. So P-I-C-O-P-A-Y dot A-P-P. So picopay.app. So go check them out. The next, the next piece of podcasting news, which is very interesting because I don't know if it's going to be a good or bad thing. Um, Mark Cuban has launched a new next generation podcasting app and platform will be coming out later on this year um shan knows i've already messaged you shan about this it is called uh i'm trying to think what the name of it fireside um it's supposed to be the competitor to obviously clubhouse and stereo obviously um the difficulty with this is i I feel like a lot of people have kind of chose 
where they're going with their podcasting going forward. If you're on stereo, nine out of 10, you're on stereo. If you're on clubhouse, you're on clubhouse. Um, but fireside is a little bit different because it's run by Mark Cuban and he wants to pretty much, you know, put podcasting in your pocket. He wants to make it easier for you, which clubhouse doesn't. Um, pretty much like think about stereo, how they let you download the audio after, but fireside does the same thing there will just be multiple people that you can talk to so now you'll have more than two people that you can talk to on your platforms on your podcast um right now they have they've raised a multi-million dollar seed round despite still operating in stealth mode there's a little bit of details that are coming out but i'm really interested in seeing how this pans out because if people can start podcasting in groups on their phone and Clubhouse doesn't do it before this app comes out. Every podcaster I know is going to be on Fireside because not only is it a community where you can, you know, do a show with Shan, you can do a show with myself, you can do a show with Everything Culture. Like th- there are multiple, you know, multiple ways of doing this. So Fireside to me is probably going to be the app I'm using towards the end of the year, um, mainly because of their premise. They said that. Fireside's job posting claims social media has failed us by creating um, echo chambers for mediums for communication that only further an outrage culture and business models that incentivize spreading disinformation. Fireside says that it is looking to foster civil, intelligent discourse, share connected experiences and genuine relationship building virtually. A lot of words. I get it. But you have to factor in the fact that. It's by Mark Cuban. Anybody who's not familiar with what Mark Cuban did before he started, you know, owning the Mavs, he was in radio and he brought radio to the Internet. And now he's pretty much trying to bring podcasting to the same thing, if you want to call it that, so to speak. So anybody who is interested, I would highly suggest to, you know, contact Fireside. Um, I'll have links in the show notes for both, you know, for She Gets a Podcast and um, Young Black and Bothered for how you can get into this. It's going to be big. I just know it. Anything that Mark Cuban touches pretty much turns to gold. So stay tuned for Fireside. Last, you know, last but not least, when it comes to podcasting news, um, it's not really podcasting. It's more so Spotify. So this week in Spotify, um, they will let their employees work from almost anywhere. I actually just applied for Spotify to work from their D.C. office because you can choose how often you visit the office if you even want to. Um, I, I feel like this is a, a major corporation that is, you know, doing this. I think Apple has something like that and Facebook too, where they are shifting working from home through, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic. And instead of it making, you know, a temporary thing, they're doing this permanently. So they announced a work from home, I'm sorry, a work from anywhere program, which will allow employees to shut up, you know, set up shop anywhere. So you can be at home, you can be in an office, you can be out of the country and work with spotify um i'm hoping i get a call back because i would definitely love to work wherever the fuck i want to and get the same amount of work done so shout out to spotify for actually getting something right um yeah so shout out to them i think that's pretty much it for the podcasting news this week oh oh i lied i'm sorry i lied um one of our listeners dm'd me on twitter so shout out to them they asked me about sound editing and if they had to pay for an editor you do not um, you can use GarageBand and learn it. You can use Adobe Audition and learn that. Um, but there's one app that I just found out today, and it works on both Windows and you know Mac and everything like that. 
it's called Levelator. So Levelator is like a platform where you can actually, as a podcaster, say if like right now I'm talking low, but Shan talks like a little bit louder than I do. Levelator will actually take the episode and make the volume of both like, you know, people speaking or multiple people speaking the same level. So the cadence is the same, the voice is, you know, the same level. So everything just sounds as it should. So check out Levelator. Also check out GarageBand. That's pretty much all I had. And that's Greg with the motherfucking facts. Yes, indeed. I'm going to play these voicemails because um, people got something to say. Yes, indeed. I don't know how it is in his household, but we fuck. We don't have kids yet, by the way. <laughs> we fuck at amputee. We fuck any damn time before we go to work. Um, we just bored in the kitchen. Um, right before I go outside to show the snow today, like we fucking like the dick and titties come out at any time. I can't. I, that's me though. Well, See? See, that's what we like to hear. We like to give the dick when you can give it. Just at any time, just whip it out and say, you know what, the dick is yours, sweetie. You you take this dick. Don't take it with you. Just take it with five hours combined. This <laughs> is yours. I am <laughs> planet. Hey guys, just hopped into the show. Um, wanted to first give a shout out to Greg and Chan. Thank you both so much for what you guys do and um, this wonderful conversation and um, show you guys are putting out to kind of uh, broadcast some positive vibes out here and give people tips. Yeah. Um, I wanted to pick both of your brains on um, kind of this topic. Uh, so a little bit about me. I'm super new to stereo. I just got on here a couple of days ago and um, I'm also very, very new to content creation. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in neuroscience from the University of Texas with a lot of research. I'm a professional Indian classical musician and music educator. I'm also um, a practicing Hindu who believes in the power of ancient wisdom and bringing it to modern life. Oh. Um, I'm very passionate about mental health, and um, I realize the power of some of these platforms to maybe make a positive impact in that space. And I got a lot of recommendations and suggestions to get into content creation, specifically like podcasting and stuff. Do you have any tips for newcomers like me? I do. Oh, we have plenty. Okay. Sam, go first. I think you should utilize um, a platform like IG and do um, lives on a certain days to maybe talk to a few people um, for some engagement. You should do um, posts on uh, mental health on the page. You should also possibly, if you want to do podcasts, um, you can start a podcast um, for free starting off with um, different platforms. There's about four different platforms out here that you can use that are for free. And then once you find your footing in podcasting, you want more options, you can move that to whatever platform you're comfortable with. But at least that will give people like a sense of who you are and you can get some engagement that way to broaden what else you want to do but there's so many places where you can do that on twitter you can easily start a great following by just saying one sentence uh quotes or or facts about mental health because people are always sharing that these days so on twitter you can grow really fast and on ig you could grow really fast facebook's very like policing i deleted my but Facebook does nothing for um, the people that listen to my shows. Um, what else platform? I don't know. Maybe if you want to dapple into the YouTubes, you can do YouTube. YouTube is just not my cup of cake. My cup of cake. 
you can't put cake <laughs> but uh you can do that too but there's lots of options out here that will cost you little to nothing the only thing that is going to cost you is your time yeah yeah i'm a huge fan of telling people you know use the platforms that you use the most to get the content out um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about YouTube and how we, we personally don't use YouTube because we just rather have like the brick and mortar way of podcasting, which is microphones, voices and sounds versus, you know, the, you know, getting dolled up to record a show like not in the middle of a pandemic. That's not me personally, what I would want to do. But I understand that some people already are there. Um, they built off of youtube so they might as well you know monetize from it um but for him personally i feel like youtube would be a good way to go and make his podcast both a vocal and a visual thing because a lot of people in that space would love to see you know the face behind the voice if you want to call it that so i would tell him to obviously start a podcast probably the red circle and you know just have that set up and take the audio from the youtube that you do and make that your podcast that way you're pretty much killing two birds with two uh with one stone yes efficient not overwork mm-hmm. point here and do you guys think things like stereo and maybe clubhouse and other apps might be a great platform to create content and maybe do something powerful for the space of mental health and well-being and emotional health yes um i haven't actually i don't even have an inst- i never made an instagram twitter um, or any of that. And a lot of my musical content is online because of my performances with other people who posted it. So I myself haven't posted too much content. So something I'm new, very new into, and I just wanted to pick y'all's brains. You guys are probably much more experienced in these things than I am on what you guys think about it, um, how you think the stereo app is going to grow and maybe some tips on, um, playing the game a little bit strategically or smart. Um, so we'd just love some tips from y'all. And once again, gratitude and love to both y'all for what y'all do. Um, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Um, I'll say this, and I hate the fact that I'm about to say it, but it's true. Um, stereo has actually met its peak already. What you see from stereo is what you get from stereo. You're not going to get much. Um, the content creators and the regular, you know, people who are creating content on here, all creators, so to speak, have all said the same things to stereo, and they want more from stereo. Stereo doesn't want more from stereo. They see themselves as the app that pretty much is doing it all. And they were the first ones to really do this whole voice chat situation. The issue is there are so many apps that are doing it better. And not only are they doing it better, they aren't using the monetization as a way to incentivize people to have these conversations. A lot of people just don't want the money. They want the content. And Stereo right now, they seem to be in the pocket of a lot of YouTubers, which is cool. Um, and that's not me hating. It's just more so of a, a fact, so to speak, because if you look at leaderboards and stuff like that, it's, you know, new people who are on for the week, they bring their YouTubers over and then they pretty much disappear once they've gotten their money. And if stereo continues on that path, they're actually running people who've been on the platform for months or new people like yourselves, you know, off the platform. Cause it's like, well, why am I here? Um, nobody's in my talks that are important like his so his conversations have to be important because from what he's saying it's like okay i'm interested in hearing that so imagine other people who would want to be interested in hearing that but you're not going to reach these people because stereo is pretty much like putting a cap on whose conversations are more important and to them who's more important are the youtubers or you know 
the content creators like ourselves. So the new people come in and they only have, you know, two or three listens at a time. They're like, wait, like, how can I reach people if I can't get to them? So yeah. the best way personally for me, I say clubhouse, um, clubhouse doesn't give you the way to monetize, but there are ways around that. Um, they tell you to not record, but if you have a secret chat, you can record. I won't tell you how, but there are ways to do it. Um, keyword, is interface if you can find yourself an interface you can record anything um so obviously stereo is a good place to start but it's not a good place to continue the only reason we do this is because we've kind of been here forever uh, we've been here pretty much since the inception and we intend on staying because it's the easiest platform for us to record um but we've also built our audience already so if you're on here with the like concept of doing it it's kind of hard. Um, it's definitely kind of hard to keep the audience also. Um, Clubhouse is a little bit different because your audience actually grows with you the more you use the app. Um, I've noticed that my listens on Clubhouse, you know, for the actual podcast have gone up because I talk about it in those groups. And the community is a little bit nicer um, outside of the, you know, the man versus women bashing like conversations. But that's a story for another day. Um, you know, for him personally, I think where he, you know, would do best is Clubhouse, mainly because of the fact that the conversations there are more adult. You don't have to worry about trolls coming in there saying suck my dick, you know, shit like that. And you don't have to worry about, honestly, like, you know, growing an audience. Your audience is going to follow you. And if you do your YouTube or if you do a podcast, then they'll go listen to the podcast. But on stereo, you can tell people left and right, hey, listen to the podcast, but you never know if they are because they come in and out of the room. So that's just that. Hmm. Hey, yo, I just made like a podcast or like a project I'm doing for school where I'm documenting my journey as a swing trader, which is basically like, you know, the stock market buying and selling and shit like that. So I need like, I'm not promoing or anything, but I need like reviews so that we have feedback, which I can refer to when I reflect in my exhibition or whatever. So like, do you have any tips on like getting your podcast out there or at least like, you know, seeing? I mean, it's only been uh, maybe two days since I posted the first um, on like Apple Podcasts, got it set up. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Some tips I would I would appreciate it. Thank you. Well, first and foremost, always promote your shit. Like, just because, you know, we're recording, promote that shit. Like, because we would promote it if we were in your voicemails, right? So go ahead, let people know what the podcast is. Like, you know, we would do a review of it. I would listen to it. Um, I'm into stocks right now. I would suggest, you know, joining some groups, you know, even on here in Clubhouse as well that do stocks. And, you know, they will review your show as well. And heavily, like, just go into people's chats right now that have something to do with stocks. I think that Stereo has, like, a stock, like, what do you call it? Like, a hashtag. If you follow the stocks hashtag on here, you can jump into other conversations about stocks. And, you know, fact check people live or say, you know what? Like, you know, I want to, you know, have my input on your show. And you'll grow from there, man. That's how it starts. Definitely Clubhouse, like Greg said. And uh, share your link on Twitter. There is a um, option on everybody's iPhone. If you have like a a ten or a newer iPhone, if you go into general in your settings, not general in your settings, and you go to control center, um, and more controls, there's something called screen recording, 
If you include that into your controls, when you do a drop down tab at the top of your phone, you can record your screen. So let's say you're playing like a clip from your show um, on anything on your screen of your phone. It will take that audio and that screen uh, feedback and make a snippet. You can edit that snippet. You can um, make it as long as you want, depending on where you're putting it. It'll play some of it or all of it. You could put that on IG. You can put that on Twitter. If I were you, I would go on Twitter, put the word stock in, see every tweet that had something to do with stocks, and then reply back to whoever you choose that's having the most retweets or tweets and put in your link. That way, anybody that retweeted it will get a heads up that you added something to there and that's how you're going to spread awareness for your show. And I'm, I guarantee you with everybody that wants to figure out a way to grow their money right now, somebody will review that show. Fact. Yeah. Don't forget. Don't forget that Mark Cuban is also the person behind Yahoo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that could be good or bad, depending on how you take it. Cause I mean, Yahoo done burnt me a few times money wise, but oh. um, he's fantasy football. Oh, fantasy football is one of the the one ways I lost a lot of money. Um, not believing in myself, pretty much with you know fantasy football, but that's a story for another day. Mm. She gets a party emoji look. I mean, your uh, avatar looks so cute. I just have to say that it's so cute. I like you. Thanks. I appreciate it. All right, Greg, are you ready to get into these um, podcast myths? Yes, ma'am. All right. Um, I, I'll, go, I'll go do one and you do one. And if we have one okay. where we collab on it, where we agree, if you don't say okay. something, all right. So all right, I'm with my first podcast myth is. Once you start your podcast, you're definitely going to make money. That's a goddamn lie. You're not going to make any start your podcast unless you are a celebrity and somebody's already backing you with money and um, ads and uh, sponsorship, right? The yep. more episodes you have, the more engagement you have, the more downloads you have will put you in a position where you have more opportunities to possibly make money, but you're really not going to make money off tops unless you're bold enough to be like, you know what? Yeah, I am going to do a podcast and I'm going to go on Patreon. And the only way you're going to be able to listen to my podcast is if you pay for it first, or you might do something where you post snippets of your show. If you do video, um, or audio and you say, okay, if you want to listen to the whole show and um, give cliffhangers on like a juicy topic you were talking about, you could say you could listen to the whole show here. It only costs you a dollar or it only costs mm-hmm. you a dollar to listen. That is if you're bold and confident enough to be like, the only way you can listen to me is if you pay for it. A lot of people are not going to do that shit. I'm sure with the amount of listens that I have, I could be like, okay, I'm going completely to Patreon. The only way you can be able to listen to my show is if you get on Patreon. I'm not going to do that because I would rather you spend your money and save your money on shit that's worth it. Um, I feel like everybody should be able to hear me and my show 
So that's not a goal of mine to go completely where you have to pay to listen to me um, because I canceled out a lot of your listeners. But you can make money solely if you go that way. And your goal is just to make money for it. But if your goal is to inform people and have better people that you're around and be, be able to be shared to other people to be like, hey, that thing that you always do is wrong. Here's why. Okay. If you can share that instantly with somebody that needs to be checked, that is why I'm podcasting. Okay. The money will come if it's good enough. Yeah. Uh, I haven't talked about this so many times. Like, I think we've talked about it so much. When it comes to money, stop focusing on the money. Um, the money will come. Trust me. It will come. It just won't be a lot. As long as people can understand that right there, then they just need to focus on the podcast itself. Don't think, okay, I'm going to start out initially, you know, making all this money, going and getting advertisements. Nobody's advertisements work if nobody's listening to your show. Advertisements, you know, mean that you have to have CPMs. CPMs are the driving force behind podcasting. So whenever an advertisement company like Bevel, or, you know, um, like evil apples that like, that's an advertisement now. Like there are a lot of places that will pay podcasters, but you have to have certain listens. Um, and if the only person that's listening to your show is a couple of coworkers and your auntie, um, that's not enough. So you need to focus more on the content than you do the financial financial meaning the money. You are going to spend more money on your podcast and you'll probably make in the first year. I can guarantee it. Facts. All right. What's your um, myth? Um, my myth is pretty short. Um, we, damn, which one do I want to go first? Oh, yes, this one. Extroverts are the only people that should do podcasts. That is a fucking lie. Um, <laughs> now, now you, I know we're talking about myths. That's a fucking lie right there. And I mean that shit. Some of the, the best podcasters that I know are introverts. I don't even like people, to be completely honest with you. The older I get, the more I hate people. But Thanks. I podcast. Um, I, I, come on now, Shai. You know I love you. But I'm talking about just people in general. Like, I'm okay staying in the house. I can do my shows from the house. But, mm-hmm. you know, the myth that, you know, podcasters are extroverts because they like to talk. Trust me, there are a lot of introverts that love to talk. They just don't like to talk to everybody. That's why they get behind the mic and they give you some of the best content in the world. Think about it. Joe Button, he's an absolute introvert. Absolute. He's just good at conversation. And that's the difference between a good podcaster and a great podcaster. He's a great podcaster. Shout out to him. But, you know, in saying that, though, um, the myth that, you know, only extroverts can be good podcasters. Absolute lie. Mm. Okay, I agree. Cause I'm both. I'm introverted and I'm extroverted. That's why I don't. I don't talk about what celebrities are doing, and I don't talk about gossip. I talk about what the fuck I'm on and what the fuck you're not about to do to me. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. that is what I share. Okay. Right. So the next myth that I have regarding podcasting is you can play whatever music you want. Oh, you, my, oh, you going here early? Okay, that's my, All right. okay. So. I think it's smart to understand that if somebody creates something, they do want credit and they do want their money that comes with that if they are in a space where they have made money from it, okay? You need to ask mm-hmm. the artist. You need to get that artist's consent. If you're smart, you get everything on paper and it's dated. Um, do not rely mm-hmm. on that fair use, copyright, um, infringement, 
point, read all of it, okay? It does depend where and at what point of the song is played. If it's something generalized, it's fine. For instance, I um, did, a, I did a Snapchat of me uh, doing my marble roll-on on my face in the bathroom, and that Drake song was playing. And the only part of it that played was uh, the code to safe, right? Mm-hmm. That is a part of that song, but it's not long enough to be like, nobody can say code to the safe like that across this planet. Yep. And I own that, right? So I, I did get away with posting a video like that on IG. You know, IG and Facebook and Twitter. Twitter will catch it late, but Twitter will hit you up and be like, hey, you have did something with a copyright infringement here. And they'll completely erase the shit. But IG will completely turn off all of your feed and nobody can see your 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 posts if you have something like that up. So there's there's a way to get rid of it. You can also check out something called Creative Commons Search to see um, if that song is allowed to be used or um, copyright-wise what you can and can't do. There's also a website called freesound.org where you can check to see um, what songs out there that can be freely used on, on your podcast. Please look up music laws and usage. Uh, that should tell you something in more detail as far as like the copywriting those. Also, what else did I have to say? Read all platform ownership rights and agreements because some platforms will tell you you cannot play um, outside music on you know, this platform or it has to be like original or um, that goes against our things. Or it will say, because you play music on this episode, we can't, you can't put a ad in this episode because it, it competes with each other. So just read, research and do your Googles before you just out here being like, okay, I want to do a whole two hours of me just, you know, going over my favorite music Mm -hmm. and discussing it. And then you have to completely delete that episode or pay your whole ad. Yep. Yep. I will go and say this. I will piggyback on that one. If you if you if you if you're done, because I'm I'm gonna go in on this one. But if only if you're done. Okay. Okay. So anybody who mentions fair use, we you know, we've heard people, you know, Shannon and I talk, you know, to people and they've talked to us about it. Um you know, people, when they think about fair use, they say, I don't need a license to use that uh, regarding playing music. Yes, you can play it, but they say that you cannot record it. Um, according to Section 106 of the ASCAP, um, they say that it doesn't give you the entire bundle, but you are not entitled to the music. Uh, I'm sorry, you aren't entitled to the music. So let me actually disclose fair use. Fair use covers anything that is a comment or critique of the work. Is transformative in nature and or does not encroach on the original contents market. Podcasting is not the market for music, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so you as a podcaster, if you do have a segment in your show, if you have a audio clip that you play of a soundbite, um, like the what do you call it? Like the funk master flex, like, you know, the drop bomb or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's fair use. Um if you want to uh, if you want to play clips of different songs and then talk about them, then that should be covered. Um, 
there are actual other podcasts, um, one being All Songs Considered on NPR, which is everybody knows as a nonprofit organization that does podcasting, right? Um, they do this really well. So I would definitely check out All Songs Considered. Um, a few examples of things that are not covered by fair use. Um, number one, just playing the entire song and saying, yeah, that was great. Next song. Now, the reason why that is important is because I personally do a show where one of the segments is called Dope or Note. We play 30 to 45 seconds of a song and we critique it. Dope or Note. Notice what I said. Critique of the word. So the first thing I said was fair use covers anything that is a comment or a critique of the word. Now, there's that. What's not covered, what I just said, is playing the entire song and then saying, yeah, that was great next song. So yeah. you can't base your entire podcast on playing three to four minutes of a song to cover your entire show. Um, there are podcasts that I know that in order to break up the show and the cadence of the show, they will play a song in between segments. They can do that as long as they give the dialogue to the song after the fact. So. That right there is a caveat. So hopefully people understand that. Um, it first matters, though, what platform you're also playing this stuff on, too. So Spotify, YouTube, no, no. Um, just go ahead and like cancel those out as places that you can play those on. So if you're not playing the whole song in just snippets, you'll be able to use fair use as a clause in you know any lawsuit or anything that you would get. Um, however, they aren't out here hunting for you because you have a couple thousand listeners. Um, however, if you're someone like Joe Button who, you know, just decides, you know what, I'm just going to play a fucking song and then we're just going to move on to the next song. Yes, they're going to come after you. The reason why is because you're not critiquing. You're not giving a, you know, any social commentary to it. You're simply just playing music, which is the equivalent of passing the aux, if you want to call it that. So don't do that. Um, fair use usually only applies in the case of criticism, um, criticism, parody, news reporting, teaching, and research. I'll repeat that for anybody who's here. Now, when I say fair use, this applies to YouTube clips. So your favorite YouTuber, if you play like a soundbite from a news clip from YouTube, if you go and you do something from Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, Pandora, another person's podcast, fair use only applies in the case of criticism, parody, news reporting, teaching, and research. That is the main component of it. So what does that boil down to you guys? It boils down to who has the bigger control of lawyers. Like YouTube has complete control just to demonetize you. So they sort of kind of tell you what's right or wrong, even if the law says otherwise. That's why when you go on YouTube and you are looking for something and then it gets taken down because it infringes on, you know, a record label thing, that's see a lot of podcasters posting their shit on YouTube. So that goes back to what Shannon, I said on, I think on episode 293 of Young Black and Bother and probably episode 7003 of, you know, she gets a podcast. Um, when it comes to doing YouTube. That is one of the main reasons I personally don't use YouTube is because I don't want my shit getting taken down because one minute thing that I did fucked with YouTube's algorithm as if they're already paying me, which they're not. Um, so again, everybody, you know, commentary, criticism, research, teaching, and news reporting are considered. Good thing is chipping out. Yeah, it's chipping out. What did you say? Oh, boy. Oh, I was just saying that criticism, parody, news reporting, teaching, and research are under the Fair Use Act. So please 
any podcaster who asked the question of can I play a clip, refer to that. Is it a criticism? Is it parody? Is it a news reporting? Is it teaching? Or are you giving research and context to the clip that you were playing? That is all applying into the Fair Use Act. Okay. That's all I had to say about that, though. That's good. Um, let me see. What, what did I have on mine? Um, damn, that was one of mine, too. That was one and three. So number one was using less than 30 seconds of a song is legal without playing i just discussed that we discussed uh fair use law so what, what else oh this one this is an absolute myth um you will get more listens publishing your show at the beginning of the week um not only is that a myth that is a bold-faced fucking lie um the reason why i know this is because what's happening this week so when people tell you that you know if you publish your show on Monday, you'll get more listens because it's the first thing people pick up when they go to work or it's the first thing they listen to during the week. Um, the reason why this is a lie, ladies and gentlemen, is because of the fact that you pick up your phone at least 17 times a day, at least. So imagine you only do it for podcasting one day a week. You know you don't. And even if you're new to podcasting, once you start getting acclimated to your favorite podcast schedule, you adjust to that schedule. It, it's like TV. Um, that's the best way I can put it, Shan. I, I don't know how to tell these people, but like, say, for example, Sunday, you know you have Love and Hip Hop. So you go and tune in on Sunday. You're not going to tune in on Tuesday, right? Because you're adjusting to that schedule. So I've had people tell me, oh, Greg, like you get the most listens if you publish your show on Monday. I was like, that's not true because one of my most popular shows dropped on a Thursday. Right. So I, I know that's not a fact. Um, so for anybody who is listening and they wonder, like, where can they publish a podcast or, or when should they publish it? Rather publish it when you want to. Shannon, and I, we have this rule of thumb. Like, I think I've kind of learned it from Shan is when the content is there, drop that shit. Um, it could be Monday. Honestly, if we edit this this show tonight, that shit might drop at one o'clock in the morning. You wake up. Boom. New show. That, that's just how podcasting that- works. yeah it's just it's just facts though like and i mean for me i think this is the one thing i love about podcasting is because like it doesn't have a rule that tells you you can only do this the only rule that i do know of is the holiday schedule which is thanksgiving and christmas like you have to have your podcast in at a certain time so it can hit that date like you can't record a show on Wednesday, of you know, Wednesday Eve of Thanksgiving and then Thanksgiving day, it drops like, no, um, Apple doesn't work that way. The same thing with, um, what is it? Christmas. You can't publish a show between the 23rd and the 29th because Apple goes on vacation and their podcast department goes on vacation at the same time. So you have to schedule out your podcast in advance. If you don't, they may or may not come out. That's just going to be on you. So you know, the myth of, you know, you getting more listens because you published your show on a Monday or a Sunday night, it's absolute false. Absolutely false. Yeah. A lot, a lot happens on Monday. So Mondays is kind of like, mm. yeah, if your if your audience is a wake up crew, you know what I'm saying? And they yep. drive to work, maybe yes. Right. But I say on the weekends, you're going to have less listens because people are focused with cramming everything and on their weekends and they might not have time but when they're driving mm-hmm. or, or going to work or maybe cleaning their house on sunday it's nice to have something to listen to um throughout the week my main days that i absolutely make sure i have something is probably a monday 
Um, I really don't care about Tuesday. Definitely a Wednesday. Uh, Thursday is like hit or miss. Friday, yes. And Saturday, yes. All right. Sunday is kind of like if I feel like. But there is no, you know, my podcast drops every Tuesday because I feel like you cancel out all the opportunity for the other days in the week. Drop your shit when you drop your shit. And when you have the balls to commit to a day every week of the year to drop a show, it's so much anxiety that comes with that and commitment. If something does go crazy in your life, which it will, that you have to make Mm -hmm. sure you're, you can stand up to that commitment and schedule your show in and show up for a recording. Because I know a lot of podcasters that say, Oh, our show drops every Tuesday or every Wednesday. And then you were like, when was the last show? They don't know. And so people yep. are going to automatically forget about you because you're not committing to what you said. So don't commit mm-hmm. to, to a day if you can't commit to a day. Don't tell nobody shit and just hit them with it. Yep. Some of the best podcasts you've ever listened to probably dropped on a day when you were not expecting it. And yeah. a lot of podcast listeners saying to, you know, piggyback from what you were saying, I'm going to let you back to a lot of podcasters that I know. They like say, for example, they just let shows build. So, yeah, that show dropped on Tuesday. They might not listen to it till Wednesday or Thursday. But the mm-hmm. fact that it's there means that they can listen to it whenever they want to. That is the it's like podcasting has its own built in DVR. You can just listen to the shit or whenever you want to. So it, does, it doesn't yeah. have rules, but it has things that can get legal where we can end up in courtroom depending on what you did, right? But it doesn't have rules as to how you can do your shows if you do seasons or you don't. If you do a a series or you don't. I had a season with one of my podcasts where I did 12 episodes and I dropped 12 episodes one time. And what was interesting with that is I got to see what the viewers wanted, what they listened to the most, and what got a lot of feedback the least, right? So that's a good way to gauge it. But I'm not going to say it's going to work for you in your show every time. But I try different things every season. I had one season where I just did YouTube. When I saw the numbers come back from YouTube and it wasn't what I wanted for my efforts, I was like, fuck that YouTube. I'm not wasting my time because my listeners are not watchers of podcasts. They're listeners. Mm-hmm. So it's really about gauging your audience and giving them what they need and going to where the numbers make sense for your efforts because I don't have no time to be wasting if people don't want the show that way. All right. So my next myth I have on here is similar to when we already did. For your artwork, you can use whatever artwork you want. That's a lie. Okay. Certain images and other um, art is copyrighted. Just like if you were going to do your own trademark or start your own business and your LLC, you can't just be like, this is the name I thought of and I'm calling it this and I'm going to put in the paperwork. You need to do your Googles. You need to figure out if an image is copyrighted. Is it um, from an artist that wants to get paid every time this image is used? If somebody sees it somewhere, are they going to want to take you to court or you go to get a cease and desist letter about, you know, you use X, Y, and Z image. Now you have it on merch. You got it on your website. You got it um, on your labels. You got it on everything that you're going to have to start from scratch. And I've seen 
products that are in stores get taken off the fucking shelves because a company found out that they were using their shit. So it can happen mm-hmm. to podcasters. So when it comes to images that are used, just like in the fashion industry, you can go using the Burberry print on your new your new thing and thinking that that's okay. They will come for your neck. There are separate lawyers for labels and um, fashion and people who have images that they want to protect. So do your Googles and make sure that you can use the images that you're using. For me, I would rather pick some art that I've done and use that by a podcast cover or whatever, or I will go on Canva and make something that I know is original because I just made it yesterday. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to deal with finding an artist and finding this and making a logo for each season because each season for me, I do change my artwork because it just makes it more interesting for me. I'm a visual person. And so I, I do change my artwork just so people can know like, oh, that's different. It's a new season. She changed something. But you don't necessarily have to. But I really just want people to move efficiently. If you're going to spend the money on artwork and you're going to pay somebody, make sure they're not copying the shit. Okay. And you can find that in image and other art laws if you Google it. That's it. Damn, you coming with gems. Okay. How the fuck do I, how do I follow that up? Um, let me see. What is a myth about podcasting? Um, oh, this is a good one. Famous or well-known people that you interview will drive your podcast listens up. Um, let me be the first one to tell you that it's a fucking lie. Um, I, I, I've tried this shit. Um, I, I've interviewed people and those podcast episodes are no longer on the feed and will not be. The reason why is because I just, it, it killed the vibe. And you have to play, you know, like mental politics when it comes to podcasting. And if you get somebody who is like famous or famous to themselves and they decide that they want to take that shit down, um, you won't have any listens to begin with. So for me, I've heard people say, oh, well, get this person on your show. It'll drive up listens. No, get fellow podcasters on your shows. Um, connect with the community of podcasters. If you do that, I can guarantee you this. You will get better listens. Um, you will have a community also at the end of it. Um, when I first started podcasting, I told myself, I was like, you know what? I ain't going to go on nobody else's show. I'm just do my own shit with my friends. That's going to be that. Then I thought about, I was like, you know what? Wait a minute. Why am I like kind of like pigeonholing myself into doing something? Because I think that's the way to go about it, which was not the way to go about it, which is going around and just podcasting with, you know, your peers, you know, your, your homeboy, your homegirl, something like that. Shannon and I, we ended up doing the show together. Cause you know, it was like, Oh, well, we both like the fucking podcast. Why don't we just do the show together? And it's been clicking. We we do shows now twice a week. We probably give away more podcasts than a lot of your favorite podcasts do. Yeah. When when they were taking, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas off, we had shows on deck just waiting, um, ironically. So I tell people, like, don't go and try to, you know, interview a famous person or uh, another famous podcast or something like that. Start at the grassroots. Start at people who have the same like likeness as you, the same interest as you, because that podcast will end up being better. It won't seem like you're interviewing them. It'll seem like you're having a conversation with one of your peers and it'll come off better in your listens. 
facts. And another reason why I don't like people coming to me to do an episode for She Gets It is because I like to feel out the vibes of people in regular Mm -hmm. conversation that's not podcast-like to see if we can have a good, like, original conversation. Because some people just come on and they like, yes, no, Mm -hmm. okay. And it's kind of like, how the fuck am I supposed to have a good show? And you sound like a goddamn robot. So I like to pick my people. Like, nobody can't be like, oh, okay, I have this new author. I have this, you know, new business. And I want to come on your show and talk about my business. Do I even like your business? Am I even interested in your book? Like, there has to be something that we have in common why I want you on the show. Fact. Absolute Um, fact. All right. So my next um, myth is the more you record, the more people will love it. No. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can make show after show after show after show. Right? And people be like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay, you've been podcasting for five years, never heard of it. No, I don't want to mm-hmm. listen to the show. They hear your voice, they hate it. Or their topics are like ten other podcast topics because y'all wanna talk about mm-hmm. the girl with the glue in her hair. Okay, I already heard about it two times. I don't want to hear about it again. Mm-hmm. People who want to listen to you, who like your show, are going to find you. Okay, so don't worry about everybody liking your show. Everybody's not going to like your show, okay? Um, 85 and South is a very popular show. A lot of men like it, but I can't listen to them every day, right? I'm not saying it's a bad show, but that's just me. I can't listen to them every day. Um, What's his name from Philly? Uh, uh, um, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, we ain't gonna discuss him. Yeah, well, he's already. They, I think we. He has a good show that a lot of people like, and when they think of like mm-hmm. podcasts, I'm like, oh, you listen to such and such. I, you know, I'll listen to an episode, but I can't listen to a whole bunch of Philly dudes talk in a Philly way all fucking day. Like mm-hmm. that's annoying to me because that's where I'm from. So. It just depends on what you like, right? But um, people who want to listen to your show, they will find it. Um, People who don't like your show are going to be there. That's fine. You're entitled to your opinion, but don't let that be like the gauge on if you put out more shows or you don't. Put out as many shows Mm -hmm. as you want. Leave it there. Somebody will find it. What I like to do, I like to scroll all the way the fuck down to the first season that I did and I like to see those numbers that are in the 200s, those numbers that are in the 300 episodes, those numbers like constantly growing that had none of the quality that I have now and people are still listening to it. So it's okay to go from point A to point 36 in your shows. Just keep doing your shows because obviously people want to listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, you just got to stay consistent, man. Like, that is why, like, you know, when it comes to Shan, like, she could put out a thousand episodes if she wanted to this week. And I'm like, you know what? I got to listen to them. The reason why is because <laughs> not only is the content good, but it's one of those things where you just, you know what you're getting at the beginning. And even if you're, if it's your first time listening to the show, you know for a fact you want to come back. And your lawyer, I don't want to say your loyal listeners, but the people who fuck with your content, not only are they going to come back, they are going to go 
and nominate you for some stuff that you ain't even been nominated for. Like, you know, people like, oh, well, go and listen to, you know, she gets a podcast. And that is how it works. Word of mouth. Like, you know, one of my biggest pet peeves with podcasting and, you know, we talked about this before, Shane, is list of, you know, the best podcast. And it's always just like some of the wackest fucking shows ever. And if I were to go and look at those lists and gauge my podcast listening from those shows that are on that list, I would hate podcasts. I see why a lot of people say I don't listen to podcasts. The reason why is because they listen to the, you know, they open up the Apple app and they see the same 50 fucking shows. It's like, yo, I already don't like Joe Rogan. So why in the fuck would I want to listen to Joe Rogan? Oh, cause he's number one. So it's like, you see it. So you have to think that that's all that's there when it comes to podcasting. So when I tell people like, no, go, go listen to this show and they go listen to it and they come back like, yo, that was a good show. Or what Shannon and I both do is we share clips of other people's podcasts. It's like, hey, I listened this week. I was feeling this, you know, this part of the show. Let me share it. Let me tag you on it. Then they go and retweet it to their shows. I don't need them to go and give me any clout or listen to, you know, my show or nothing like that. It's just like, yo, showing respect to other good podcasters because you know what? That's going to come around to you. And when it does, it, it feels good. Because people start tagging you and shit, and you're like, damn, man, that actually made my day. You Not only did you listen, you laughed. You enjoyed it. So I guess for us with stereo, it's kind of like instant gratification when people are listening and staying in the room and leaving comments. It feels good to know that like people are receptive to new shit and enjoying it. So, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say about it, but it just feels really good. We appreciate you. If you are enjoying the show, please share it. Please clap it up. We appreciate you. If, you're, if you have any questions about anything, just put it in the uh, the little thing at the bottom, little button, the little speaker. Say what you need to say and we'll play it. Um, we're at two right now. Once it gets to four, then I'll play them. All right. So did you do one already? Oh, I can. Um, basically, um my next one is pretty simple. The, the myth about podcasting is that podcasts are the radio of the internet. That is a lie. Um, as much as people try to make that seem like it's true and I get it. Clubhouse makes it feel kind of like a studio audience type of vibe. Podcasts are podcasts. They aren't radio. They aren't speakeasies. They are podcasts for a reason. Um, when I tell people, you know, that, you know, you can do YouTube and do a podcast. Yes, you can. But, it can't be in reverse. You can't be a YouTuber who just shoots the shit and talks on YouTube. And all of a sudden you just take that and make it a podcast. No, it starts in reverse. You are a podcaster who just happens to have a YouTube because what's that, you know, what that becomes is a talk show, so to speak. Um, there's another term for, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but that's exactly what it is. So say for example, like the Wendy Williams show or something like that, or Ricky Lake, um, you know, surface level type of shows like that. Um, Imagine if they took those syndicated shows and just took the audio from them and put them on your audio feed. That is now a syndicated radio show or a talk show because it's not a podcast. It's something that they went into with a completely different intention. So to me, podcasts are not the radio of the Internet. When I go and listen to the radio, whenever I do, it's the fucking radio. You know what I don't hear on the radio? Podcast. So it can't work in reverse. Thanks. Okay. All right. So my next one is da, da, da. Um, you can have any guests come on your show 
and you can ask them anything that you want to ask them and they're going to answer or they'll be willing mm. to answer. This is not true. So let's say, okay, who was in the hot seat last year? Jada Pinkett and her little um, fiasco of baby dick, right? And everybody was talking about that. If I had Jada Pinkett come on the show during that time, that storm of hers, um, of having in-house people, she probably would give me a form or her publicist would give me a form and say, okay, these are the topics that she will talk about. This is what she's not talking about. Um, and then you would have to have basically a guest agreement. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Most people who are that famous will have that. But I don't feel like you need to have a form for all your guests to fill out every time mm-hmm. you want to do a show with them or don't ask somebody to do a show and be like, Hey, fill out this form, answer these questions. And then we have to record at this time and on this date. If you want to reschedule, you have to call this person and text this person and email this person. They're not going to want to do it unless you're paying them guap. Yeah. Okay. So be realistic. If you want somebody to come on your show, go ahead and do a write out of your questions. Be polite and ask them, is there something that you're not comfortable talking about? Is there something that you would like to promote on the show so you're not, you know, caught off guard during your show that they're promoting their crotches underwear line and you're talking about like baby stuff? <laughs> so you mm-hmm. answer all of that up front. You communicate that up front, whether it's DMs or texts or emails. And then when you're ready to record, it's going to be very authentic and and feel like, okay, nobody was really forcing a laugh or nobody was really forcing the conversation. I don't feel like you need a guest agreement for anything, but some guests that you have on your show, depending on what your show is, may have a guest agreement that needs to be signed. Okay. All right, Greg, what you got? Um, okay. So a myth is monitoring, uh, basically monitoring your monthly downloads is important. It's not, um, it actually will frustrate you. Um, I've done this and I still do this to this day. It is frustrating. It is a myth and it doesn't help. Um, it doesn't help to continuously look at your monthly downloads. Um, I'm saying this right now because I'm looking at my monthly downloads Mm -hmm. and it'll constantly make you think like, do I need to put out more content? Do I need to do what do I need to do more? Continue creating the content. The numbers will be there. Like right now, since we've been on Red Circle, I will say that it's given me our total downloads is nine thousand four hundred and sixty nine total downloads since we've been on Red Circle, which is what the end of October. Which is it sounds like it's a lot of people, but for me, I'm like a glutton for punishment. So I'm like, I want it more. I need three times that amount of listens. So. What I would want to do, like by seeing that number is how can I go and get more? How can I keep putting out episodes? You don't have to do that. Um, Shannon and I, we turn out episodes because we like to talk. We like to record. Um, But there are a lot of people who, when they get into the podcasting game, especially if they use Anchor, um, the reason why I wanted to make that, you know, that and I know I went and trailed off into Red Circle. But a lot of people start with Anchor and they do the the tried and true fail of looking at the numbers on anchor and thinking that their show isn't doing enough listens. Mm-hmm. Don't look at those numbers. Do not look at your downloads daily, monthly and stuff like that. Create the content. 
because one thing I do know is numbers will lie to you. And I don't want people being discouraged thinking, oh, I'm only getting 50 people to listen to my show. Like, hey, you have to start somewhere. You are not going to have 7 million downloads for a show that you have two episodes for. So the myth that, you know, you have to look at your monthly downloads and how important that is, it is not important. What's important is the content. And I'm, and it doesn't matter if your show is five minutes or 50 minutes or two hours. Shit, I've done shows that are four or five hours. Shannon and I have had to break down shows from here where we started at 830 and didn't get off until 230. Trust me, go back and look, read the tape. <laughs> it's there. But, you know, when it comes to like your numbers, focus on the numbers after. Once you start seeing some revenue like generate, then start focusing on the numbers. The numbers at that point will tell you like, you know what? If I have this amount of people listening to the show, how can I start, you know, incorporating merchandise into it? How can I go to those ad, you know, spaces and ask them, hey, now I have this amount of listens. How about giving me ad space? So everything is encompassing when it comes to, you know, monitoring your downloads. But I just wouldn't tell people to look at it daily and monthly. Maybe like every 90 days, open an app and say, you know what? I'm, I'm surprised I got 3000 listens because then it'll drive you to get 5000. And then 10,000 and it'll just work like that. So that's one of the biggest myths that I hope to debunk. Okay. That's a good one. All right. I got, you can't write off podcasting or podcasting tools on your tech because it's not a real job. Oh, um, false. This is false. Depending on where you are in your podcasting life, right? Whether you take it for a hobby or not, if you're spending money in order to podcast, if you're paying internet, if you're using your phone and your phone has to be able to do X, Y, and Z things, if the platform that you're using to um, host your podcast costs money every month, you can write that off on your taxes. If you're buying equipment, you can write that off on your taxes. If you need a certain device in order to do what it is to put out a podcast, you can write that off on your taxes, all right? There are ways to get your money back for what you do. So don't just go doing free work just because you just kind of like it. Um, in mm-hmm. bank, if you paid for marketing, if you paid for Facebook um, uh, posts and promotions and that costs money and they're not scared to bill you, that's money you should be getting off on your taxes, okay? Yeah. I don't know why people just don't do it. I tell anybody who will listen, like, yo, it's tax season. Did you fill out your shit for your podcast? Like, even if you use TurboTax and shit like that, everything, microphones, fucking... Um, God, I think I, the phone bill, all that shit, that that is billable. Please go get your money, because if you don't, I'm telling you, uh, what was his name, Uncle Sam, uh, wh- whoever this dude is, like he's gonna get you, and I- I'd rather not get got. Please give me my money back. I need all that, in large or small numbers. I need all that. Facts. All right, which one you got? What you got? Oh boy, um. There's no such thing as a mutually beneficial podcast network. Um, this, this shit matters to me so much um, because I used to think like this. I talked about it earlier about how I only wanted to do for self and I only cared about my podcast. 
being a part of a community and, you know, being taken in by your fellow podcasters will make you appreciate not only community, but it'll make you want to work with that community. And what better way to work with the community than to start a network together? Um, a lot of people that you might know can help you grow by them having a podcast or you having a podcast and then you just join forces with them. Next thing you know, there's a network. When you have networks for shows, you never know that that one person might have 500 listens an episode and you might have 20, you know, an episode. Next thing you know, you've taken their fan base, you know, because they told them, hey, go listen to the show. That is when I say like podcast networking. Um, you can still have complete, you know, control of your podcast, but just join forces with some people. Sometimes it's OK to, you know, share the wealth, if you want to call it that. Shan has her own show. I have my own show, but we have Loudmouth Stereo. If Loudmouth Stereo decides to take off and we're like, you know what? We can get a fucking Showtime show off of this. You know what? We're going to get a fucking Showtime show off this. And I'm completely fine with that. Give me all the money. The coins, please. So, yes, I need all that. So, I mean, just take into account that, you know, the myth that you should only, you know, do your own podcast and do your own hosting and stuff like that. That is absolute myth. Start joining forces with people. Um, I, I wish I would have done that a few times. And the only reason I didn't is because those places weren't there anymore. Um, when I say those places, meaning those offers. So when I first started podcasting, one of my friends was like, oh, I have a podcast network. Why don't you join it? And I was like, well, how do I join? And like, oh, well, you know, you record and then we post it on our feed, but you can have it on your feed, too. But the thing is, when I heard that, all I heard was, you're going to take my show and put it on your shit. That, that's how it felt. Um, so I'm thinking, I'm like, OK, I'm not going to monetize off this. And I'm sure I probably wouldn't have. But the thing is, for me, it would have been the reach that I would have made. And looking back at that now, I'm like, damn, I wish I have done that because that's, you know, even if it's only 20 people, that's 20 people that could have turned into 2000 people if played the right way. So if you have the opportunity to join a network, join one. If you have like a niche, like, you know, the guy who was leaving the voicemails earlier about how he wanted to do like the podcast about like, you know, mentoring and like, uh, it's like mentorship. Right. So imagine if he joins forces with a couple people from stereo even, and they create a network and you just know for a fact that you're going to get an episode from them every week, at least one of them. So that's why I say sometimes it's good to join a network. Mm. This is find your pod fam, people. Find your pod fam, okay? Yes. All right. So, um, these are not myths. These are just like do this shit to cover your last mm. podcasting. Um, read all ownership rights agreements when it comes to platforms that you're on and what you can take if you don't want to be on it. Will your episodes still be there or do they automatically delete? Do you have to download them and save them onto a hard drive yourself in order to have them forever? Or does it stay on a platform forever? Okay. If you see a platform that you want to move to, please download all of your PDF forms of uh, listens and episodes and downloads that you got because those numbers will not stay there forever. And you don't want to lose the fact that you created a show for the last three years. And these are the numbers of downloads. And then once you decided to move, that shit just poof, disappeared. Right? Mm -hmm. Just read mm -hmm. all your ownership rights. There's a reason why 
there are so many different platforms that podcasters can use and creators can use because they have equal pros and cons. Okay. Even the platform that Greg and I use, Red Circle, we love it. It has great pros, but one of their biggest cons is there's no creators um, app that can be your phone or on everything is desktop based. There's no creator tools. You would still have to have a system that you're using to create your show and then bring in that file in Red Circle. But as far as um, how far your show can go, the uh, distribution is great. The cross promotion is great. The ads that you can run on your show is great. How you get paid from it is great. Um, the exposure is great. The, they don't limit you on how many episodes you can have per month in space. That's a good thing. So listen, just read. Don't be scared to read. The next yeah. one is um, read all your vendor and co-host agreements. If you have co-hosts, hold them accountable, okay? You don't want to yep. be chasing co-hosts to show up for shows. If it's supposed to be split 50-50, have it on paper and have them sign it, okay? Because mm-hmm. let's say they not showing up for shows, they're not you know, doing their commitment, and you fully committed in the show, and you end up doing all the work that you're not supposed to do, and you end up mm-hmm. getting paid, or you end up getting this great big sponsorship, you think they're not going to show up for their cut? Yeah. Oh so, boy. Mm. So just just have this on paper, have it dated, give everybody a copy so they can't say that they didn't. Also email it so it's on some type of digital um timestamp that it was given. Uh CC yourself if you need to. Please check for trademark names on your shows before yes. you go and you market it and you you put it through for distribution because you don't want to have to take it off out of the blue and change it. And now people can't find you and people didn't know you're still podcasting because you ended up changing the show. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever you agree on in podcasting, have it in writing if it includes somebody else. If it includes mm-hmm. a big company wanting to have your podcast solely on their platform and nowhere else, Make sure what they're willing to pay you is enough for you to cut your foot off on other podcast platforms. Okay? Yep. Just make sure it's worth it for you. All right? Don't be 10 steps ahead in podcasting asking somebody who started their podcast three months ago what they think you should do. Don't do it. Don't find yourself in the clubhouse room asking somebody for tips and for them to critique your Instagram page and for them to critique your podcast setup or your artwork and tell you if you're worth it or not. Talk to somebody who's doing better than you that you can learn from to ask them, what do they think about your podcasting and whether or not you agree with it or not say, thank you for your opinion. That's it. You don't have to be rude. Just say, thank you for your time and your opinion. All right. You do not. You do not have to monetize your show. That is a choice. I do not have to run ads on my show. Greg does not have to run ads on his show in order to grow his show. That is a choice. For me, my goal with podcasting is to be able to do it, talk what I want to talk about on all of my podcast shows and be able to wake up every morning and say, I want to record today or I don't want to record today. But either way, I know I'm the 
beginning and the last say on if I make money today. Okay. I want to get to a point where the only thing I do every day I wake up until my ashes are burnt somewhere and I am somewhere else in spirit is to work for myself. I do not want to clock in for anybody. I do not want to be at a desk working for anybody. I do not want somebody to tell me when I can and when I can't leave my house or what time my lunch is. I want to be the only one that has that say, which means I want to work for myself. So my goal of it is to get to a point where I can pick my advertisers and I can advertise for them and I can get paid for it in a way where I can um, provide for myself and my family. That is my goal. Greg doesn't have to have the same goal that I have, but Greg and I also have the, a similar commitment to podcasting how we work on the show. So get somebody that's equally committed to do a show with. And um, lastly, before you use music, just check the copywriting law and what you need to do enough to um, play the music. And if playing the music for one episode and not having sponsorships on that same episode is worth it, then go ahead and do it. But if you want to gamble on the fact that you don't have the pro or you don't know how to take music out and somebody sends you an email and says, hey, take the music out or completely take down the episode, you better figure it out. Okay, I do my editing for my shows. I do the editing, I do the creating, I do the recording, I do the downloading, the moving, and all of that. I, I push it on Twitter, I push it on IG, I um, find platforms that are carrying my show that are new, and I push it out there to people so they're in the know. Everybody doesn't want to do that. You can easily hire somebody to go ahead and do that for you, but it will cost you. Mm. Mm. Well, you're going to hate my list then You're going to definitely hate my list Well we got five voicemails, I'm going to be brief I'm going to be real brief um, Number one, um, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart um, Fuck Linktree Get a domain um, I, I definitely mean this shit For your podcast um, Even if even if like you don't want like Say for example, my website is Young Black Pod for the podcast if that would ever change, like the podcast name would change, I would have a domain for the, you know, for the podcast or even for myself. Because the thing is, when you go and you're networking and you're talking about your shit, you want to be able to have it tangibly, you know, it has to be readily accessible. So when somebody says, hey, you know, Greg.com, like that sounds better than Linktree.com forward slash, you know, you know, one, two, three, four, five podcasts. Like, no, just, like, if you have a domain, it's better. It looks more presentable. And honestly, you can do so much more with a domain. Um, Linktree, I think they charge you, what, five bucks, maybe six bucks to, you know, host like, you know, links and stuff like that. There is a free version. But when you have a domain, when you have an actual website, you can break down things that when people ask you questions about your podcast, you can direct them to one place and everything's there. Who's on the show? It's on the website. How many shows do you have? It's on the website. Where can I find out more information about the show? It's on the website. Instead of saying, hey, here's my link tree and here's 18 fucking different links. Here's my, my Instagram, my Twitter. If you go to the <laughs> website, pretty much it's all there. You can even have people sign up for a newsletter. That, that is how powerful it is. Um, and then the, the beautiful thing about domains, um, if you listen to podcasts, you've probably heard of Squarespace before. 
you can actually make your money back by hosting your fucking podcast on Squarespace. You can literally say, you know what, it's sixteen dollars it's a month on Squarespace. Yes. You ask Squarespace to give you a code that you can in turn go and promote on your show. But then what they don't tell you about Squarespace is you can actually ask for ad revenue for posting that. So you end up making money from when people subscribe to, you know, that using your hyperlink or the fact that they just come in and click the link because of the impressions that your show has made. There's ways, there's ways to do these things. So that's number one. Number two, contracts for everything. You only need one sign and file it. Shane said this earlier. I'm just repeating it. Um, contracts for everything. Co-host, guest, um, you know, Shan said something to the effect of like, you know, just don't make it really like elaborate. You just need something in writing saying, hey, we're recording. What I publish is what I publish. And that's that. Um, the reason why is to save your skin. Mm-hmm. There will be people. There will be a time where in five or 10 years, if you ever make it big or something like that, they will come to you and say, hey, um, that episode you did, I don't feel that same way anymore. Can you take it down? And if you don't have it in writing, they have every right to say that. That's why, like, think about it. TV shows. Um, if, you know, you're a star of a TV show, like the girl, what's her name? Gina, uh, Gina Carano, I think that's what her name was. Like, Disney fired her. And there was nothing she could do about it. Why? She signed a contract. She breached the contract by going and running her fucking mouth. And not only was she out of money, it was a situation where she couldn't control it and she couldn't change it. Because what? It was in writing. So get everything in writing, contracts, um, pretty much save to PDF anything you get. Um, contracts with other podcasts, um, say, for example, with Red Circle, I have a contract with them saying that if I need to take anything off of this site and move it to somewhere else, it's built in. Like Shan has it too. Like you can just go and contact them and say, hey, I need to move it from here to here. And they have to do it because it's in your rights. So contracts for everything. Number three, take breaks, but have shows on deck. Um, a lot of people I've seen, they start shows and then they disappear after like six, you know, six weeks. Like, oh, well, damn, like, you know, this podcasting thing is harder than I thought. That is why number four comes into play. Set yourself a goal. So if you set a goal, you can meet it. You have to make sure that the goal that you set, you can meet it. If you know that you want to have 35 episodes in six months, start by recording four. Because at that point, if you've recorded four episodes, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm almost there. And then you start to, you know, have a, like, a, what do you call that shit called? Like a gerbil wheel where it just keeps going. You just next, you, where's the next content show? Where's this, where's this, where's this? And you end up hitting that 35 and you're like, yo, like, Shannon and I, we've gotten to the point now where like, we can actually take breaks. If we wanted to do just one show that we posted on our podcast a week, we would be good for about four months. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, now mind you, we record twice a week. So imagine if we record twice a week, but we only publish one a week on our po- like on our podcast feeds, and then we still have our other shows that we do, but we publish one show. We're good for the next four months. Yeah. So that's why I tell people build your shows. Make sure that you have a goal to set. Um, also, you can podcast from everywhere: iPhone, Android, iPad, computer. Make sure that you you know when you can record. If you have a quiet room, you can record. If you have, you know, headphones, you can record. If you're in your car, roll the windows up, turn the air off, you can record. Um, I know people that do it, so you can do it too. Um, 
carry a notepad or leave the notes app on your home screen because you will never know when an idea is going to strike and you need to write that shit down. Um, that goes with everything, but especially with podcasts, whenever like I get an idea, I'm like, shit, where's my note? Like, where's my notepad? Where's my post-it notes? So definitely keep like pen and pad or even just your notes app on your home screen. Um, also I had to learn this myself. So this is kind of like a personal goal for me. What uh-huh. you are as a show can change. Um, you can grow just like your show can. Um, every show has a first season, um, but it can always be improved. Um, same thing with movies. Like everybody's like, oh, that's a perfect movie. But like, yeah, but you can improve on those things. Like there's always going to be something you can improve on. So for me, I know that young black and bother, I'm no longer young. Yes, I'm black. I'm not as bothered anymore. So, mm-hmm. you know, Shannon and I, we've talked, you know, I've talked to my podcast co-host and I like, yo, like we would like to change the name eventually. So it's all about growth. And that's the beauty of podcasting. If you go back and listen to episode one of your show, by the time you get to episode 50, you might be like, oh, well, I don't feel the same way I felt for episode one. I'm like, I'm a little bit more knowledgeable about this. I feel better about this whole podcasting thing. But you keep that up because in five years, 10 years, the next person that you're helping with the podcast can go and listen to that and they can hear how you sound now. It's kind of a time capsule. So, you know, to me, that's why I take podcasting so seriously because I used to write in journals every day. I don't have time to just sit down on a couch or in my bed and just write a journal. Podcasting is my journal. And that's why I take it the way I do. So hopefully, you know, people who want to join into podcasting, they treat it the same way. It's like my baby. It's like my daughter. Like, I feel like these are the two things that are not interchangeable, but they matter the most to me. So there's that. Um, Last two things. Obviously, Shane said, learn to edit. And if you can't edit, learn to pay. Um, Learn to pay meaning Fiverr. Um, go to Reddit's podcast um, like group and stuff like that. People will edit your show for you if you don't want to learn it. But the thing is, there will be a fee. Um, I'm personally not a fan of paying more than 50 bucks an episode, but there are some people who will charge you up to $180 to record and edit a show for you. So be mindful of that. So it's best to probably learn to edit it on your own. Again, GarageBand, Adobe Audition, there are ways to do that. And finally, um, Social media needs your attention. Um, I don't know how there are podcasters out here in real life who just decide that they want to record on the mic, but they don't have social media pages. That shit is weird to me. Um, Who are you reaching? Because the podcast is one thing, but you have to have social media. You don't have to have them all. You don't have to have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, but have one. Have one where you can go and, you know, post, hey, I posted an episode today of a show. Anybody who's out here right now that wants to listen to it, here it is. Social media, like social media matters. Um, Clubhouse, Stereo, all, all those, like those are forms of social media. Get your shit out there. And social media, it needs your attention. If you don't give social media your attention, nobody's going to pay attention to your podcast. So that is like probably the the most key component for me is social media. So that, that's all I have. But yeah, like hopefully we've kind of debunked some of the myths about podcasting. I, I can't go into detail about a lot more of them because, you know, y'all ain't paying stereo. Um, yeah. Um, aside from that, though, Shane, I don't know what you had, you know, left, but yeah. No, I said pretty much everything that I had left. Let's um, play these voicemails. Before. Yo, I don't know if it's going to save my recording now because I'm going to leave the podcast. But uh, tip to you, Greg, 
I'm just going to say Yahoo Finance, personally, I want to use it. It's kind of like the Wikipedia of the stock market. Use something like Finviz or MarketWatch or Stock Charts. Yeah, that's just a little bit of tips. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I got from my research of two weeks so far. Anyways, peace. Thank you. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Appreciate it. A podcast that I can listen to every day would probably be H3 Podcast. Mm-hmm. H3. What's that about? I have to look it up. I've heard of it. I just never, I've never really given it a chance because I listen to way too many podcasts. But mm-hmm. now, now I'm going to have to check it out. I will definitely check it out. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel in the morning. That's definitely how I feel in the morning. Yeah, Peter Griffin here. Okay. Nah. He gets it pod and <laughs> hey Greg on stereo. This is a voiceover guys. Full city climb to five hundred would have been over a thousand if I had started out like a cool dude, not a dickhead. Lies in the news of the first one. <laughs> anyway, love you guys. Stereo. Thank we you. hear you, bro. We hear you. <laughs> hey guys, I know you're a black, but do you guys agree with me that fucking black people? Are- <sighs> oh my god! I knew it was going. <laughs> oh, never a dull moment. Hey guys, never a dull that's fucking that's moment. There's always one. That's what you There's lost. There's always one. Yeah. But, um. I, I don't know. Like, how, we we have to close this on a positive note. So I, I want to ask you, Chant. Like, um, how, how can I ask it? Okay, here we are. So, when it comes to podcasting, has it made your life more fulfilling? Since you started podcasting, yes, yes, you know, like people you would call just so you can feel human or get a vent off or get some understanding or some clarity, but you really mm-hmm. not gonna hear all the other shit that they're talking about. With mm-hmm. you don't have to do that. You can go there directly with your questions. You can get your vent off. You can teach some people some shit. You can speak indirectly about what's irritating you because the person that you need to talk to is not going to take it well because they just sensitive as fuck. And eventually the person will get the point. See? I'm telling you, it just... That that is the beauty of this fucking, like, this podcast world, man. I love it. Um, I agree. I I just, I don't even want to, like, you know, go... Back to back with that one. I just agree. I love it, man. Like, I don't know where I would like. What do you do? Like, as as you know, you and I are podcasts. What the fuck do we do if they took podcasting away from us? We gotta write books. Yeah, I would be back to book writing. You know, I was doing book writing before I started the podcast. I would probably yeah. do. Uh, just honestly, like my morale has been better about a lot of things because of podcasting. Like I'm sure I was miserable as fuck with like before podcasting. Um, you know, I've learned things from podcasting and listening to podcasts. I wish more people would appreciate podcasting because I feel like podcasting may have gotten a lot of people through the last four years. And, And that's me being completely transparent. Like, being able to like watch the news and stuff like that. That's kind of a form of podcasting now because a lot of the information that they got was from social media and podcasting to me was the quickest way. I personally got most of my information 
it's like, oh, great. Like I can listen to people who relate to me on, you know, not only a surface level, but in general, hearing black people talk about like the same things that white people say, but they actually tell the truth about it. That yeah. felt good. Um, there, there's therapy that, you know, you can get there's podcasts about therapy where you can just listen to them and you don't have to pay $85 a session. There's episodes of podcasts. If, mm. if you are, if you, if you enjoy listening to people talk about sex, there's sex podcasts. If you are into conspiracy theories, conspiracy theory podcasts. If you are a fan of sports, every sport you can possibly think of, all you have to do is search the name and there is a podcast for it. You like movies. I love movies. Podcast. I watch WandaVision, for example. Um, I know for a fact that it's a podcast sport. WandaVision is probably one of the the better ways that you can go from Marvel movies to like actual TV shows. I think that they have executed it perfectly. And I'm hoping that, you know, people catch on now. The first two episodes were kind of slow and people didn't really appreciate it, so they quit. But I'm telling you now, it's yeah, it's perfect. Um, I'm hoping that it continues on this path because it's it's really good. And right after, I think we have um, uh, the Winter Soldier and the, I, th- I think that's the name of the show. I don't want to completely tank it, but the Winter Soldier show is going to be coming on right after that, like two weeks later. So, yeah, please get in it while you can, while you can. But mm. I guess to end my to end my statement, though, like podcasting has honestly changed my life. Um, it's changed my outlook on things. Um, I'm definitely less of an asshole. And I just appreciate the fact that like, you know, like I've grown with the podcast as I podcast it. So, you know, I just appreciate it, man. So thank you to podcast for, you know, making me a better man overall. So I appreciate it. I, uh, I know this is completely off topic, but I think I want to bike. I want to buy a bike. Mm. <laughs> you want a bike. There's a biking podcast. <laughs> there's, there's definitely a biking podcast. I, I couldn't tell you exactly where it is, but I know that there's a biking podcast. I told myself I was going to personally get a Peloton. Uh, my issue with Peloton, though, is I'm not trying to pay $1,400 for a bike when it's about to get warm outside in like four weeks. Dollars for bikes. What'd you say? People are out here buying bikes for thousands of dollars. I'm not doing that. Yeah, like and here's the thing. Like, I lo- I love the look, the overall look of the Peloton bike. My issue isn't the Peloton bike; it's just the cost. If I'm paying fourteen hundred dollars for the bike, cool. I'm I'm cool with that price. But then there's a sixty dollar a month subscription to the same bike, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, no, this is too much at some point. Like, you're trying to tell me I pay fifteen hundred for the bike. And then on top of that, I have to go and pay $60 for the subscription for the bike. Then I have to go and buy like the, the shoes because I can't ride the bike without the shoes. Then you have to have like the weights and stuff like that because anybody I know that just bikes, they have really skinny legs and shit. Like you have to, I need my body to be all proportionate. So I'm going to have to do some like weights and I have to bike. I'm not just doing one thing. So, you know, shout out to the people who have Pelotons. I'm just not a fan of paying. Fifteen, you know, fifteen hundred dollars for a bike, and then sixty bucks for a subscription to it. I have subscription fatigue, so it's going to be a no for me, though. That's crazy. Yeah. 
Now I'm about to get me a regular dick of a bike that's cute. So I yep. can get my thigh muscles up <laughs> and start choking men out, okay? Choking oh my lord. For a hundred dollar oh session. Lord. What's up? Wait, did I tell did I tell you what happened though? So I, I know we got to get to the voicemails, but before, um, like during was like the holiday season. So all year actually, I wanted to go and get a bike. So I wanted this bike. I was reaching out to companies. I was like, "Yo, I need a bike." And they're like, "We've been sold out for like four months." I was like, "How the fuck y'all been sold out of bikes? Like, you know, isn't it like a toy store or some shit like that? And I can go get a bike that I can just ride around." Cause I'm not a runner. I like I'm a walker or a jogger, but that full fledged, like running up and down the street shit. I got asthma. I'm not trying to die by, you know, trying to get healthy. Right. So they're like, Oh yeah, you know, we don't have bikes. We have stationary bikes. And I was like, what's a stationary bike? It's like, it's an actual bike, but you can just ride it in the house. I was like, so my house can smell like sweat and butt and shit. No, like, I, no, I'm good. Just give me an actual bike. So they finally in November, they reached out to me and said, Hey, Greg, we don't have a bike. But we have a, what do you call those things? Like the motorized, the scooter and shit. And I was like, yo, you realize I asked for a bike. So they sent it to me. So it's been sitting in my closet, what, for the past three months, this motorized scooter. And the reason why is because I just, I want to be healthier. And a motorized scooter is not practicing good health. Um, And it's not safe. I got to get a helmet. And then I've seen people actually getting really bad accidents because they were on those little moped things. Uh, and they end up getting real fucked up from like being on the sidewalk and the fucking what you call it where the sidewalk's like completely uneven, but yeah. it's uneven. Like uh, I don't want that happening to me. Um, imagine being on a bike or I'm not a bike, but like a moped and that shit already has really thin tires and you end up going on like uneven pavement and your whole arm and leg and face are all fucked up. I'm okay. I'm absolutely okay. Not doing that. So, you know, I think you and I, what we need to do is we need to have our loyal listeners on stereo donate to the Patreon that we do not have yet so we can potentially go and get a bike. So you and I will just get one bike. We'll alternate it. So, you know, we're just going to get a bike. That way we can go and exercise. And as a result, they'll get more content. They will get more shows. So <laughs> we will ne- by by Wednesday, we will have a Patreon link. So for any of our loyal listeners, if you want to donate so we can get bikes, then we will definitely do that. So, Shan, that is in the cards for next week, for sure. Ooh. Interesting. I like it. I love it. I mean, I'm just, I'm just looking at bikes. What do you think about foldable bikes? Uh, the issue with the foldable bikes, though, is the fact that you have to charge them. Like, I mean, you can obviously you can ride them, but they, they just they sit weird. Like, they don't sit like regular bikes. Um, but it also matters with the bike. Like, do you want like a fixie bike or do you want like one of those mountain bikes? Because mountain bikes to me. bike. What'd you say? What is a fixie bike? A fixie is like when you like you kind of tweak the entire bike. So one of my friends had a fixie and his was expensive. Like his tire alone, like the front tire actually is either the front or the back tire. One or two because there's only two. But one of the tires was at least like 1200 bucks. And I was like, how, and it was one of those really thin tires too. So it was supposed to be all terrain, but it never went flat and he never had to have air in it, but it cost $1,200. And you know, the, yeah, but these are fixie bikes. So fixies are when you can fix and customize the entire bike from the bike handle to the brakes. Um, a lot of people who ride on fixie bikes 
they don't use brakes because they rather be able to stop and go when they want to. And very funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a whole thing. Like think about if like Fast and Furious was on regular ass bikes. That's exactly what fixies seem to be for me. When I hear people talk about fixies, that's what I think of. No. No. But they look really cool though. They might cost you about two thousand dollars, but yeah, they're really cool. I just I just live in a neighborhood now where I would probably want to buy bikes. Well, I would do it then. We we definitely need to consider bikes. Like I'm in the neighborhood that it's nice for bikes, but mm-hmm. my issue with, with biking though is like everybody I see riding bikes, they ride them for distance. They don't ride them to be like, you know what? I'm riding for a destination and I'm going to stop. Oh, no. Like, I, yeah. I ride. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Like, like when we go up north for, um, like when we just go visit the family and stuff like that, like my father-in-law and my, like my mother-in-law and my aunt, the three of them, they go biking every morning when it's a little bit warmer outside. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I went on like a 15 to 20 mile bike ride. And I'm like, What? Like 15, 20, you know, miles, that sounds like a lot. And like, you know, an hour, like, you know, walking cases, but mm-hmm. for them, 20 miles is like a 30 minute walk. Like they'll go and bike, like bike, bike and come back and barely be sweating. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what is going on? How f- what the fuck? Y'all bike. And here's the thing. When I say 15 to 20 miles, I'm talking each way. So they'll bike like 15, 20 miles. And then they'll bike 15, 20 miles back. I'm black. Like, yo, like, uh, where in the fuck am I? 20 miles in one direction is insane to me. So imagine riding 20 miles, going somewhere, turning back around and doing the same thing with no clue of where you're going. It's just the fact that you're exercising. Me, I'm one of those. If I ran for three miles, I turn back around and hopefully I got the six miles out of it. But 40 miles total, insane. Mm. insane but they say if you're on a bike though like you never you don't even notice how far you've gone <laughs> as long as you, you know as long as you have your equipment so they tell you you know have the like the pants for your bike that are for the crotch because you don't want to have i, I don't want to like completely tank it but there's a word for like crotch burn and i think women get it too so they put like the cream between their legs so damn that sounded so sexy they have like <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, but they have like they have like specialized shorts they have like padding but a lot of like men and women are like they put like this cream or this powder between their legs so when they're biking it doesn't chafe so they have that and it's like a it's a full body suit so you would think like gene simmons type of like you know bike wear and then obviously you have like the helmet and like most people like that are experienced bikers they don't wear like arm pads and knee pads and shit like that but they have you know the equipment for their body like you know upper knee and stuff like that so if they fall they don't get hurt and they have like you know helmets obviously but i've never seen and i have to think about it because i'm gonna hit the in-laws up i'm like yo do you like do you carry a lock with you because nobody that i know that bikes at a distance they never carry a bike lock and me living in DC is one of the highest rated places for you to get your bike stolen. So imagine if you're biking and you say, you know what? I need to stop at the store really quick. You can't just go and just sit your bike against the wall. Cause you come back out and that shit's gone. Like somebody has stolen your shit. So I'm definitely going to ask the in-laws, like, do you carry the locks with you? If so, where? Cause they never come, you know, they never go out with a 
what do you call it, like a backpack or a bag. It's just honestly just them and the bike. So that I, I will know by next week. Next week we will go. Let me go ahead and make a mental note. I'm gonna get one with that ass cushion because I when I had like a um a, a spinning class in New York and my friend was like, yeah, we should take the spinning class in the morning. We will always try out. We tried out kickboxing class and we didn't show up for the third free class because that shit is like death. And then we tried mm-hmm. a, a, a cycling class in the morning. My G. I was in the back row, and every time that man was like, "All right, up, get up, get up," I was like, "Okay, I'm done. I'm done." Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't have enough ass cushion to be on that bike thing. See, you sound like me when I went to hot yoga that day. Never again. Up hot yoga. Nope, that shit smelled like ass and oatmeal. I was like, nope, baby, <laughs> keep that shit. Yo, I, I was literally concerned, like. For me, I'm I'm not really I'm not a big fan of smells. Like I, anybody who tell you, like I can smell shit, like nobody's business. So I did the whole, the hot yoga thing because when I thought hot yoga, I'm thinking like okay, like we're outside. No, we're inside, no windows. We're in like a warehouse, and it's like forty fucking people, and men and women alike, and they are just like just smelling, like they're coming straight off of work. I'm talking pussy, dick, and balls. Just everything smell like one big conglomerate. It smell like the the chili of coochie, if you want to call it that. That shit was disgusting. I was sitting, I was like, yo, like, is it me? And the lady beside me, she was like, oh, yeah, you, you know, it's hot yoga, so there's going to be smells. I was like, but everybody smell like armpit and ass in here. This This is not right. I was like, yo, what are you doing in yoga? I get it. Yoga makes you sweat. It does make you sweat a lot. But the issue is you should not do yoga if you already are showing up to the spot smelling. Like if your armpits got a little bit of fumes to them, like stay home. Go get some deodorant. Go splash some soap and water up under your arms before you start this shit. The guy beside me, I swear to God, he smelled like toe jam. Like anybody who knows what toe jam smell like, that's what that man smelled his entire fucking body. It smelled like earring backs and toe jam. I was like, yo, I have to move. Yo, that, yo, some shit's against the law. And that shit, that smell was just disgusting. I've never in my life smelled anything that bad. To the point where I told my wife and she was like, Greg, what was wrong? I was like, yo, I'm never doing hot yoga again. Even cold yoga. Like we use Apple Fitness at home. And I was like, yo, I'm not even doing that shit. Nope. I will stick to hit core workouts, bikes and treadmills but i will never ever in life do fucking hot yoga or regular yoga ever again because that dude smell was so bad it smelled like he had died and then something crawled in him and died also so i was like you know what i'm okay never again shout out to anybody who does yoga though <laughs> let me play these voicemails <laughs> I've just recently started a podcast and I find that my problem is getting motivated to record something. Um, you are your motivation. Yes. Like write it down, write it down and you'll see that you get more thought when you write and then you got to get to like, okay, this is it. I'm ready. A lot of people who try to do podcasts off, off their brain, unless it's a good vent. <laughs> is not going to be as long or as thorough as it needs to be. But if you write it down enough thoughts on different things, the, the episodes come easier for you. Mm. 
Hey Leo guys. Uh, I have a nice day. Hope you had a nice day too. But the real meaning of what I'm going to say is don't let nobody and nobody bring you tea. I can barely hear you. You said something. Okay, I'm new. Um, I just want to know how to get all this crap set up. Like, <laughs> I've been sitting and watching your podcast for like four hours. You guys are so entertaining. Love from Florida. You have I not been here for four hours. You haven't been here for four hours. Well, I appreciate him lying. So. <laughs> I'm I'm all with like I'm all inclusive around here. Like fuck that lie to me, make me feel good. Like Holly said, and uh, what was that what was that movie? Holly Berry was in. She was like, make me feel good, make me feel good. (laughs) Yes. I think we should get together and start bike rally. I don't even know what the hell that was. Oh, hey Greg, hey Uh Shane. Dog. What did you do? Okay, I'ma just. Oh, I just got here, oh, so oh, I'm just gonna just gonna derail this for like two seconds. Oh, no. Did y'all oh, ever shit. realize that a bunch of grapes kind of just looks like a zoom, nope, don't say this. a super zoomed in focus of a blackberry? What? Oh my god. Okay, what's the strain you have tonight, Corey? Yeah, please tell me. <laughs> please Girl, tell me. I like your um, outfit. You so cute. Oh my God, I hate y'all. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You uh, uh, said, you said it, <laughs> it feels like somebody died. No, wait, wait, wait. You said, uh, whatever. <laughs> so, I'm telling Okay, people, he, they really think I be joking. Yo, any man who can hear the sound of my voice, just go to hot yoga one time. I when I say hot yoga. Tell anything. Oh, go ahead. When I was in New York, I used to go to hot yoga all the time. Yo, so, some shit's just not right. Like, some people, like, I get it. Like, some people just naturally, like, you know, it's hereditary, I guess, like, when it comes to bad odor. But homeboy, that shit was different. Like, yo, <laughs> no, nobody's body should, like, emit that type of odor. Because I, I was like, yo, like, you know, like, smell something and then, then, like, you know it was that person. But then, like, after you smell that shit, like, I, I'm, I'm trying to, like, word it to make it make sense, right? So, okay, I'm, I'm trying, let me, give me a second. So, have you, have you ever been somewhere and you smelled something and then you fart later and then it smells like that place that you were at or that thing that you were doing? Homeboy smelled. <laughs> no, like, like, think about, like, have you ever been, like, say for example, you went to Cheesecake Factory and you ate something from Cheesecake Factory, and later on you fart and that shit smells like Cheesecake Factory. You're like, yo, what the fuck? Oh, I, that's how. Okay, so it's definitely happened to me then. But you know, t- tying it all in, homeboy, like, he smelled, and I was like, yo, like, what is that smell? And it just reminded me of when I played basketball in high school and like dudes just literally like they would go play basketball, but they wouldn't shower after they would just immediately get in the car and go home. 
Yeah, and that, that's what he he smelled like. It wasn't even bo. It was just it was so bad that you you know when like when white people they don't want to make you feel uncomfortable as a black person, so they just like casually move to the side of that. Oh no, you can have that. That's what everybody was doing to homeboy that smelled that bad. And I was like, y'all gonna put me next to his stinking ass though? Like, come on, bro. Like, this is not right. Homeboy's entire body from like fucking ankle to ear all smelled bad. And I hope he's not listening to the show. Sir, if it was you, you're bad. Cause Jesus, like nobody should smell like that. Like you, you might need, what, what, you, what is it called? Like an enema? You have to have an enema or something like that. He had either bad athlete's foot or whatever like deodorant he used worked in reverse because between his feet and his uh and his armpits like when we were making the motions you could smell it because i'm literally like in yoga you know how they have you lined up but it's not like everybody is like say the person in front of you the only person that's in front of you is like one person but then there's one person like diagonally beside you so i'm diagonally beside this guy so not only am I catching like his armpit like stench, I'm also catching his feet when he's kicking back. I was like, yo, why do your shoes smell like that? Your shoes smell, your armpit okay. smell. I'm never doing this again. I have very stinky, smelly feet to where my mom would make him wash it at least twice a day. He had to leave his shoes outside. No, I, I had one case of bad smelling feet. And that was because I called myself being cute one summer and wearing vans without socks. And I said, you know what? I'll never do this shit again. I will never fucking do that again. I will do it. There's no type of society for any air to come through or out. Um, Man. Oh, that is a thing. That is a thing. And sometimes people's body odor, I can't can't handle Mm. it. But I have had an ex. I think it was ex number one play basketball outside and then come in and drop his balls on my face. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, my. Well, thank thank you, everybody, for coming. Thank you, everybody, for coming and listening to Loud Monster. (laughs) Holy hell. You know what? Save that that for Wednesday. Oh, my God. How? You know, nah, nope. You're definitely going to save that story for Wednesday. What the? We were at the end of the show. What? Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, we 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 definitely will have to touch. Actually, you know, yeah, we're gonna have to touch on that. <laughs> you wait, you wait, you wait till 20 minutes before Valentine's Day to talk I... about having s- <sighs> it's time to go. Well, it, it is time to go. All of your questions <laughs> and please. Um, listen to us on Wednesdays and Saturday nights at 9.30 or later. We'll be on here with episodes for you. You can find Greg on IG at Young Black and Bothered Pod. That is an actual podcast where you can go on your podcast platform, look it up, and listen to more episodes. This whole episode will be available on Young Black and Bothered and She Gets It podcast. My name is Shan. I have several podcasts, but most importantly, my favorite one is She Gets a Podcast. But that's where I get to get my things off. And um, just put in She Gets It, and you'll see the podcast come up. It's red and yellow. It's always red and yellow. Those are my favorite colors. And um, just pick a show, okay? There's no consistent 
um, idea of every show that I have because I'm always talking about something out the box. That is me. I am Shan. That is Greg. And thank you guys for coming through. Any messages y'all want to leave? Now's the time to do it. But we appreciate you guys for listening. We enjoyed your commentary and your questions. And I hope you take our suggestions about podcasting and all those myths that people tell you on Clubhouse that don't know shit. Forget it, okay? These are the things that you can do. These are the things that you should look out for. We're pointing you in the right direction. Stop worrying about if somebody's going to listen or not and just do your thing. I, I just, I'm you still balls stop. in the face. <laughs> I just, <laughs> what just happened? Yeah, please play that voicemail. Oh. And that's a wrap. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription.